love a whiskey sour. This one just, if I ordered this one at a restaurant though, I'd feel a little bit more BA. And people yes. at restaurants, when they make whiskey sours, it doesn't taste as good as the one that you taught us how to make. Cause it's like, they're using like some weird stuff in it. I, I really think it's a bartender. Like, are you modeling that shit? Come on, let's go. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna need to watch the bar. Can you just have him make it at the table, please? You let's best be modeling this. Welcome to Blind Drams, a women's whiskey podcast where we blindly drink whiskey and chat about whatever comes up, learn some histories, and teach two whiskey novices how to enjoy whiskey. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm Amanda Richards, and we have Amber. Hi. <laughs> and Mary Beth. Hello. Hello. Well, let's jump into pouring the whiskey first. Mm. So go ahead and pop. What are we on? Number three? We're on number three. Yep. Number three. All right. Go ahead and pour your Cairn. I made a whiskey sour earlier and I tried to give some to Tyler and he smelt it and he goes, nope. <laughs> I made one for Kyle. He, he liked it. He kept asking me, what is this? What, what is this? <laughs> what, what did you make me? <laughs> That's funny. So I, this week, got a couple goodies in since the last time we spoke. I got, I think I had the Whiskey Women book by Fred Minnick. And this one goes through the whole history of women in whiskey through like prohibition and everything. This one is the one I was reading on Audible. And I went ahead and grabbed the physical copy too so I can make notes. Then I got this sexy book, The Field Guide to Whiskey, an expert compendium to take your passion and knowledge to the next level by Hans... Afringa, I'm probably butchering that, but it's it's very pretty and it tells you all kinds of really <laughs> cool jazz. But the one I think I'm getting the most out of, which not yet, but you guys eventually should get, is the whiskey uh, a tasting course, and this like breaks it way way down. And uh, I mean, it's it's very nice. So these are the three that I was really reading through this week, but it, it breaks down a lot of what we are going to be learning about in our histories today, which is what's the difference between scotch, whiskey, and bourbon. Yay! Yay! So I'll be pulling that out a bit later. And also has like a real hardcore like uh, breakdown of the colors and flavors. And it has like three or four different like flavor wheels in it, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So we have our whiskey. Let's go ahead and nose it and all that jazz. So this is the part of the podcast where we swirl and look at the legs and smell things and <laughs> kind of see what, what we get on the aroma. I like don't see any legs. Like it's just, there's like a, yeah, a line, but I don't see them like, what's the correct term? They're not dangling. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> the legs so, are hanging. Yeah. Like I swirled it and now I'm leaving it. For a, yeah. for a minute and now I'm just now starting to get the legs. It's taken a long time to get them. So what does that mean again when it takes longer? Ah, I'm so glad you asked. I looked that up because that was in our notes and corrections for from last episode. So leg speed is what I put it in my notes as. I learned that apparently in whiskey, they're called tears. And in wine, it's called legs. So that's from... The, I think that's the whiskey tasting course. Maybe I read that one in, but that's interesting because it's the first time I've heard it called tears. Everyone else calls it legs. Yeah. Um, so the slower the legs, the higher the alcohol content. 
Oh, oh. great. <laughs> and uh, let me just take a sip of my water real quick. It, it also, the same book says that a lot of people will say that, you know, depending on what the legs look like, it is an indication of the quality of the whiskey. But yeah. everyone, everywhere, like all the sources that I was reading were saying that's not an indication of quality. So oh, okay. it's just one alcohol. of those things, alcohol <laughs> content, basically. Mm-hmm. So the slower they go, the higher the alcohol. Gotcha. Cool. Okay, so the first scent I get is lemon. Hmm. Get this one, it is strong. Lemon. That's the first one that came to my brain. This one's actually not that strong, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. I feel like this one's very gold, but my light's really bad in here. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this is the darkest one we've had. Not that it's dark by any means, but a little bit darker than the second one. I don't know. From what I remember, that bottle's gone. So yeah, I'm recording amber and gold for the last one. So this one is, um, I'm looking at is like burnished copper or burnt amber yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, else, what do you smell, Amanda? I don't know. I, I didn't pre-game it, pre-game it tonight, mm. so I'd be fresh with you guys. And it's been probably a month or two since I've had this one, and I've had a bunch of different stuff in between it. So I honestly, I, I remember that I really like this one, but I get like lemon or not. I mean, I said lemon already, like vanilla, like a vanilla lemon. Mm-hmm. I'm very basic though. That's my vanilla lemon. <laughs> That's okay. Um, not this so where we start. Trying to pull up the notes here. I had a page bookmarked, and then the boys helped me move my stuff around. It actually starts to smell better the more you smell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm, acetone, and now I'm like, oh yeah, I can smell the vanilla. There was a place in this book that was talking about like the basics of tasting, and um, it's like you start off with like very basic stuff, like is it fresh? Is it fruity? Is it malty? Is it spicy? Is it smoky? And then this example that it gives in the book is like, all right, it tastes, it smells fruity. So what kind of fruit is it? Apples, bananas, peaches, pineapples. And then it's like, well, it's it's more like apples. Okay. Is it stewed apples, apple pie, apple strudel? And then the example that they gave, like the ending of all those questions was it's my grandma's apple pie with whipped cream. I was like the kind of smell that they were getting. Same works with the tasting. So yeah, here we go. That's what I was for. That's my flavor wheel. I need some help tonight. Right. Like a Myers lemon. Right. Hmm. I'm yeah, like I'm almost getting like a pineapple-y. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah, I get the caramel and, and stuff, but and yeah. I definitely had like the acetone, maybe not acetone, but um I feel like I'm not on my game tonight. It's okay, you can edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going with acetone. That's the closest thing I could think of. And then well, like, that's what I got, but I also think it smells really strong. Yeah, this one you can smell the acetone in it. Yeah, I mean, like it was the first like hit I got, and like oaky maybe. Mm-hmm. Too bad there's not somewhere where it's like, does it show you what it you should be smelling, or you typically would smell with this one? Yeah, let's see. This one yeah, doesn't you, say it on the bottom. You look up the the name. Would it give you some indication? Oh yeah, they have the tasting notes and stuff usually on here. Let me see what I got. It's a tricky one. Yeah, I. And I can't tell if it's just like, I'm really tired and <laughs> Me too. off my game. I don't even know what this is. Oh, is that the bitters? This is the only one I could find. I saw that one too. Those are the two um, most traditional. And mm-hmm. I, just, when I bought mine, I went for the cheapest bottle that I could find on the shelf. 
and it was the teeniest bottle and it was still like 10 bucks or something this was 10 that's good yeah. oh. oh my goodness let's go to my app what'd you find amanda i'm still looking you have a whiskey app yeah well i want to it's called i need to know what it's called yeah so the there's this app that i've been using it's called whiskey suggest and it lets you basically build your collection and wish wish list it'll also suggest whiskeys to you if you have like profiles in there of like here's what i like here's what i don't like and you can rate and review things and people can comment on your reviews or different stuff and they have like a scanner where you can like scan the bottle and see like where you can find it local to you cool so, let's see i'm gonna try and do this without saying it out loud i'm finding a lot of um Let's go ahead and taste. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we can go ahead and start sampling. What were you gonna say, Mary? You found a lot of people. Oh, I feel like there's a lot of people in my state. Like you were, I think you were mentioning that. Like I'm finding a lot of people that are interested in whiskey. Like, not people personally I know, but just that there's a lot like in Ohio that seems like there's a lot of groups and a lot of people that are take interest to it, which is interesting. I didn't really, I didn't realize that. Yeah, apparently Ohio, if you want to buy some of the more like hard to get bottles, that's where everything is. And I'm like, of course, and I can't get anything shipped to me because Tennessee and our ridiculous prohibition laws. I feel like maybe next week we'll go into prohibition. Maybe that'll be my nerd out to next week. <laughs> well, okay. If I didn't find anything, I'll bring it when I come to visit. Oh yeah, you're I've coming. Got, you're I've got a list. Yes. Right. Okay. So this one, there's a couple in here that I give it away, so I won't say those, but it says, and this is for the nose and the palate, the taste. So we're getting spice, and these are going in the rated um, highest to lowest because you can tap in whatever it is. So spice, vanilla, rye, oak, wood, sweet, light, fruit, rose, interesting, Corn, sugar, honey, fresh, delicate, cream, cinnamon, caramel, bitter, toffee, rich, or perfect, and pepper. Ooh, that was intense. My my tongue is um, burning. <laughs> Mary's oh, yes. having a hard time. The first thing I'm getting is like sweet. Yes. I got that. That was my swallowing it. Then it's like, ba bam, it, it like hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I first initial initially did that Kentucky Chew, like I was like, oh, this one's gonna be like really smooth going down because it did initially taste sweet when I was like swishing it around. Mm -hmm. That it did. You're right. It did like uh, sting a little bit going down. <laughs> I don't know if I particularly taste anything though. I feel like I'm getting like some spices. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the spice then. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm a, like a. You know, like a clove or a nutmeg I was or just trying to think of that word like clove. like a like a fall spice it's like very autumny feeling mm -hmm. i can get the uh, clove this is what gets you in trouble when you take so many sips of it neat mm -hmm. <laughs> the second sip i know you would say the first one's always like the strongest so the second one i felt like that was a lot smoother agreed I'm definitely, definitely getting some know. of that vanilla. <laughs> Amber doesn't look so good. 
<laughs> She's like, this is rough. <laughs> no, it's hard because it, it it's a weird sensation because it goes from like all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, I kind of taste like a sweet, like vanilla flavor, but then all of a sudden mm -hmm. like it just automatically goes to like acetone, like it does a flip. And so I'm trying to figure out like what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, it does it to me too, but it's not unpleasant. Like you definitely do get that like heavy alcohol feeling that happens. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is one of those things where it's just like a learned um, oh, yeah. appreci appreciation. So like, I, maybe this is where having started drinking cocktails first and then weaning down to on ice and then weaning down to drinking meat, it's where you start to appreciate that yeah. burn. I don't want to call it a burn but burn <laughs> when you say that why not so go ahead you don't have to keep doing it neat if you want to just pour put a ice cube or two in there and drink it on the rocks I feel like that's going to be a lot easier so I feel like maybe when we're doing this just the first like sip or two doing yeah. totally neat and then from there just doing it with the ice I feel like that calms it down a bit so you can enjoy it a little yeah. bit more while we do our chat before the cocktail okay. is that cool mm -hmm. oh. Yay. I love that sound I know. I love these glasses. They're so sexy. I know. They're so cute. All right. Well, I'm going to try and like skip through the news and the corrections. I don't know that I have any news. I haven't seen anything there, but I do have a couple corrections or looking into from last week. So okay. we were looking at wonder why Bren was so pale. Uh, mm -hmm. Was so I looked into if they were toasted barrels or charred barrels, and I couldn't find anywhere that said it specifically, but I did see that it said that toasted barrels, so where they just lightly toast the inside of the barrels, it makes a spicier whiskey, whereas okay. charred is a lot smoother. And saying Bren was very smooth, I'm going to go with that it was probably charred. Interesting. And then, um, but being so pale, maybe it was just not aged very long in the barrels so the longer it ages i, I that's where more, more color and that flavor gets pulled out hmm. and i was correct last episode when we were talking about abv and proof good job so the alcohol by volume as best i could find because I, I couldn't find like a abv for dummies um was of the liquid that's in the bottle so you pour this bit of booze in your glass percent by volume is the percentage of the liquid in there that is alcohol so ethanol so like if you have a 40 percent, then 40 percent of the liquid in that cup or that bottle is ethanol as far as i understood what i read mm -hmm. i would love corrections on that if anyone wants to correct me i need a chemist in here oh gosh she's gonna find one <laughs> i have one i just am waiting for her to respond back <laughs> I was going to say, don't you work for a university? Yeah. Well, I actually have a good friend uh, who is a chemistry teacher. And so I asked her, but I'm still waiting for her to get back with me on stuff. Okay. So the next correction was scurvy. We were, I was trying to remember what it was uh, specifically, and I was right there too. I'm just going to pat myself on back. Uh, <laughs> it says scurvy is a condition characterized by general weakness, anemia, gingivitis, uh, so gum disease and skin hemorrhages, and it's caused by the prolonged deficiency of vitamin C in your diet. So it's very miserable. And then we looked into what Luxardo cherries were. 
and if they're worth the splurge. And as far as I can tell from everybody, yes, they are worth the splurge. And the difference is they are what maraschino cherries should be. The Luxardo cherries, they're like very expensive um, maraschino cherries, but apparently they have like a much deeper flavor and the liquid is more like syrupy and thicker, but it has more flavor and it has like a very natural almond flavor in it. And so I'm guessing corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup aren't like the first two ingredients. Probably. No, probably not. <laughs> no, it was, uh, from what I can, what I read and what I remember, the Luxardo cherries were like fresh cherries that were soaked in a like a, a liqueur. And I forget <laughs> what the name of the liqueur was. I think it might've been actually like maraschino or something but so you're saying is they're like the cadillac of cherries it is the cadillac of cherries yeah it's, it's like, like the bentley that you bought yeah you bought the cadillac no i bought the uh, we, we got the cheapies of cherries. i i will buy some but now that i know that they're supposed to be definitely for sure worth the splurge i mean yeah. i knew they were but i you're like Why? Yeah. just couldn't whatever but it said it definitely makes all your cocktails taste a lot better like it just mm. elevates and it just is pure luxury as far as i read yeah interesting. there we go all right and that's all the that's all the news and corrections that i have do we have any more flavors we want to say that we're pulling out before we get into the cocktail i just keep getting vanilla it smells different with the ice added mm-hmm mm-hmm so let me find where that is. The, this book was also talking about that where drop water will, it is. So I'm gonna go through, start tasting. Look how pretty this is. It's like, it's laid out for sure for beginners. And I love it. Yeah. So it says one is to look at the color, hold the glass up against a white background, blah, blah, blah. We've done that. Swirl the whiskey, um, gently swirl the whiskey in the glass, higher our alcohol or cask strength whiskeys. And cask is basically just the barrel that it's held in. So when it says like cask strength, that means that they're taking it from the barrel and putting it in the bottle. They're not diluting it to bring down the proof at all. So they're keeping it at a, at a higher proof. So they're not changing it. So a lot of these blended whiskeys where you'll mix all the barrels together and, and whatnot, they will add a little bit of pure water to bring that to, to dilute it a little bit to bring that proof down a bit so it's not so like hard all right um and it says the cast strength whiskey may throw slower legs those oily trails that cling to the side of the glass this process also agitates the whiskey forcing the aromas up to the top of the glass that's what swirling it does take a sniff bring the glass to your nose and sniff gently Remember, whiskey is high in alcohol and absorbed by your nasal membranes. Once you're comfortable with the alcohol in your olfactory organs, breathe in more deeply, taking note of any specific aromas you detect. Number four, take a sip. Take enough whiskey into your mouth to cover your tongue. Roll it around in your mouth, coating as many sensory areas as possible. Does it taste the same as it smelled? What additional flavors have you stumbled across? Do you like what you are tasting? And then number five, water. Add a little water. Try adding a little spring or filtered water gradually and preferably using a pipette. Add just a few drops to begin with so as not to over dilute your whiskey. The introduction of water releases the aromas and flavors otherwise locked in by the alcohol. Hmm. So it basically just helps agitate all that stuff that's in there. So opens that's it up and you can taste some of the other stuff that was in there that maybe you couldn't detect all by itself. Interesting. I feel like Mary is like, I got this, like, this is great. She's gonna start drinking these like on the rocks now. 
Well, she's already drinking it on the rocks, right? Well, I went to, with COVID, like we haven't really gone to like anywhere, but um, <laughs> we went on a date with another couple to a restaurant and they had a quite a long whiskey list. And I, my go-to is like Merlot. I'm always like, give me the wine list. And I was like, I want to see the whiskey list. And I was looking and I was able to identify a couple and I asked about them and they're like, he's like, oh, they're sold out. Like we sold, we sold out of those like the first day. So I was like, okay. So I actually tried, um, it was called bullets. And the only reason why I picked it was because I was like, okay, I'm trying that one. So I actually looked it up later. I really liked it, but I, I was, I didn't want to drink it neat. So I just did on the rocks and I, I really liked it. And Kyle tried it and he was kind of like, mm, like he was like, whoa, this is, this is good. But I was like comfortably sipping, sipping it and like having a great time. Um, wow. Yeah. So I felt like I felt super badass. And um, was, was this before or after uh, the podcast started? So this was just um, on Saturday, last Saturday. Ooh. So did you do the Kentucky chew and everything? And um, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I did, but I, um, but I did like, I felt, I just felt so comfortable. I don't know. I felt way more comfortable and just talking to the waiter and he was like, we're out of this. We have this. And I'm so, but I didn't know, like, I mean, I didn't know like all the names of the, the of the different uh, whiskeys, but awesome. he, said he was out of a lot of them. So he ended up na- saving, naming bullets. So I was like, okay, I want that one. Um, and it's super reasonably priced. And I, I liked, so I really liked it. And I had like two glasses and we had a great night and so yeah, I just felt, I don't know, I, I didn't feel like it wasn't intimidating, you know, at that point. And your plan is working, Amanda. I know. <laughs> so I just like felt really cool. Like, and I don't know, we said we had a good time. So that's awesome. I'm not there yet, so keep trying. <laughs> I'll get you there. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Bullet. I've done their um their high rye, and I think they have a bourbon as well. And I really enjoyed both of them. Like the high rye is is spicier feeling, like you get more of that, like the rye um, spice in it. Um, and, but the bourbon was really, really good. I, I tend to lean more towards bourbons. I find, although lately I've found a lot more of the like straight whiskeys that I've really been enjoying a lot as well. So I, I actually just finished bottling all of season one for you guys. So I'm going to be getting those out hopefully tomorrow, maybe. Um, and I switched a couple of them around because I bought some really nice bottles of things. So I feel like I kind of went in an interesting way for season one. It's like, this is the season of stories. So every whiskey that I picked has like a really interesting backstory to it, either like something personal that I chose, like for me, like last week, I chose that one because that was one that got me hooked on whiskey. And then there's some other ones that like Bren, it's just a really cool story. Like Allison yeah. Park story is just awesome. So season one is this, is the season of stories uh, for for whiskey. <laughs> so that's that's my my theme. Um, I love it. I, I was definitely looking up something and I forgot what I was looking up. Mm. All right. So you ready for a cocktail? Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, I feel like a whip tonight. That's because you pre-gamed it. No, I only had half of that. <laughs> okay. Ugh. So tonight we are making maple old fashions. I'm excited. Now, I really wanted to make walnut maple old fashions, 
but oh. I could not find, well, I could find walnut bitters, but I couldn't get them to you on time and they're really expensive. So maybe eventually we'll do that. All right, so you're gonna get your short glass, your old fashioned glass. Oh, okay. And you're going to start with um, something sweet. So if you have your maple syrup, you're gonna do a half ounce of real maple syrup. Which is the little shaker? Correct. Right. Okay. Anyway, you, can do, you can do less if you wanna do less. Nope, straight into the cup. This one, you don't use the anything except for your glass. It's all mixed in the glass. Okay. So just yeah. to measure or just? Yep, so just a half an ounce straight into the cup. Now, if you were using simple syrup, it would be the same measurement, but if you're using like a sugar cube, it'd be like half a teaspoon of sugar and half a teaspoon of water um, if you wanted to mix it that way, or you can just mix the sugar directly into the whiskey, but I never have luck doing that. It like doesn't dissolve. Yeah. So do that. Okay. And now we're going to put three dashes of, say that again. Sorry, this is half an ounce, this thing? Yes. Okay, sorry. Thanks. Uh -huh. All right. Then on top of your sugar, whatever sugar you've chosen, uh, you're going to do three dashes of bitters. So it should have like that little shaker cap on it and you just go one, two, three. Now bitters are basically like the spice of the, the cocktail world. So it's like adding a pinch of nutmeg to something or adding a pinch of salt or, you know, it's, so it's basically, it's not going to change completely the flavor of whatever it is you're making, but it's going to add like a little something like a, yeah. it's gonna zhuzh it up okay it smells like licorice in my cup yeah it's it's definitely spicy mm -hmm. i wonder if that's just the kind i got does yours smell like licorice it does when and i so mix bitters bitters were originally created as um like digestives so you would go to your pharmacist and your pharmacist would have their own um, like proprietary blend of bitters that they would make for you. And then they started realizing, you know, around the time that whiskey was used as a medicine. So you'd wake up from working all day on the farm and your body was sore as shit and they would prescribe you, you know, a shot of whiskey and that was your painkiller. And yeah. they didn't have Tylenol or ibuprofen or any of that. So that's what you would do. So then they would mix cocktails and just add in the bitters for digestion with your whiskey for pain or, you know, whatever else. And that's basically mm. the birth of cocktails. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. I love history. Okay. So now you're going to take a slice of lemon or uh, orange, excuse me. I was like, um, I did not get lemon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just doing like a little, like a wheel. Just for garnish. Uh, you're going to muddle it in there. So you're just going to put it in your cup and then with your, the back of your spoon, or if you have your muddler, you're just going to put it right on top of all that other jazz. And I so usually like just, in the cup. yeah, oh. just right in. So I just put a, like oh. a, like a little wheel and then you're basically just going to smush it, muddle it with your spoon or whatever. Usually you use the muddler and you can muddle your cherry in there now too, but I usually just throw that on top because I don't have the fancy, fancy ones. Um, the original recipe that I was making my, um, my old fashions with, it had the cherry and the 
orange slice in there and then it would top it with a slice of um, like a lemon peel that you would express on top. It was really good. good. So can I ask why you chose to do a maple old fashioned with this type of whiskey? Yeah, so basically, um, basically, I for this specific one, I think it's because this is how I enjoyed this one when I discovered it because I kind of got the old, I started with the whiskey sours and, 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 and all that and then moved into the old fashioned and this is one of them that I really started enjoying the old fashioned with. And um, so we'll probably be making another old fashioned again in a couple weeks with another bottle that this was the drink that I had. Plus this is just like one of the old, I think I've read a couple places where this is the oldest cocktail out there. Like this is it. I love them. Yeah. So isn't there it's a, like a nostalgia you add egg white or something to it when you So a whiskey sour, actually you put the egg white. Sour. Yeah. You could put the egg white in the shaker and dry shake it first with like, just like that in there, then put all your ingredients, except the ice in there and shake it again for 30 seconds and then put the ice in there and do it a, a last time. And it makes you it super smooth and, and creamy and stuff. Yeah. We'll do that for one of them. Um, I think the next time we do a whiskey sour, I want to get something like a lot stronger. So it'll actually, you'll taste the whiskey a lot more through all the, the ingredients. Mm -hmm. So it might be, I'm trying to like slowly bring you into the harder proof stuff by getting you hooked on the lighter proof stuff and the sweeter, <laughs> more intro level things. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. I like your style. Thanks. Okay. I have a plan. Yeah. Okay. So now you're just going to add your ice in. Um, Right, right on top of all that. All right. And then you're gonna add in two ounces of whiskey. Whoa. And you're just gonna pour it in right on top. Two big old ounces, that's intense. That's crazy because that's what the other drink was, but this seems like it's, whoa. And this one has the same amount of sugar in it. I know, yeah, you're right. And it also has citrus in it. Yeah, getting our vitamin C, no scurvy here. No scurvy here. <laughs> All right, and now once all that's in there, you just give it a good stir for about 30 seconds just to chill and dilute the whiskey. And then throw your maraschino cherry on top. Oh, I'm like literally stirring ice out into like the whole house. Yay, I'm excited. I don't even think I have a cherry in here. Damn it. Wow. Wow, that sucks. Well, so. <laughs> like looking to see if there's if there's not it's just the juice oh you add a little so juice I, I had a, a quarter of a cherry left in there so that's gonna have to work for tonight. that's okay that'll do it i usually leave them out but we're gonna go with it tonight it's a practice oh, I, muddled, I muddled the hell out of mine yeah, it, you, do, you, you don't need to smash it <laughs> it's, it's more of just a uh just expressing the juice in there Oh, so, mine's, mine's not binding. <laughs> hers, is, hers is gone. <laughs> All right. Now, if you wanted the extra step, you could, like I like the vegetable peeler on the lemon tip to tip like we had last week, and then just like express that lemon juice on top of all this and then wipe it around the rim of the glass and then toss it in. And then that's like, oh, perfection. But um, I, I thought I'd start you off with the simpler cocktails first, and then we can move into the more steps and harder ones later on when we get into the more complicated, when you're feeling more comfortable with your bartending skills. So, okay. so it's been a, a couple seconds, um, should be nicely 
diluted. So, slancha. Cheers. Yeah. That is good. Ooh, that is good. It's it's a totally different than a whiskey sour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think feel like this is like a really good fall drink by a fire type of yes. drink. Oh, I like this. <laughs> this might be my new favorite. Yeah. See, I've had one before, so I like seeing your reaction. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I love that I have now introduced you to your first ever highball, your first ever whiskey sour, and your first ever old fashioned. I am like three for three. I know. So those are the actually the only two whiskey drinks that I've ever had. So I'm I'll be totally a new next week. Yeah. So nice. I haven't picked what cocktail I'm going to do for next week yet, but in the next batch that I'm sending you, I'm also sending you a small bottle of, um, totally just lost the name. Give me a second. The Green Fairy. Why can't I think of what this is? Absinthe. Jesus Christ. Mm. We're going to make, um, we're going to make Sazeracs with one of the whiskeys. Absinthe is like the Parisian um, liquor of... Talk about licorice. You want to talk about licorice? It's 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 like pure. Yeah. It's 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 straight up black licorice, but yeah. it, it's it's there's not a lot in there. You just what's called wash the glass with it. So you put in like a bar a bar spoon, oh, a quarter so of an ounce, yes. and then put that in and then swirl it around the glass so it just coats the inside of the glass and then the rest of the ingredients are poured in on top of it. So it just gives it like a hint of that. So it's basically the same as using the bitters, but it's just a little bit more like complex mm. yeah so it was, a, it was a favorite of um people in like the impression like impressionist artists and like they would drink that that was kind of one of their drinks there's some um and it was known to cause hallucinations if That's you drink that was yeah so i studied a lot about it back in college um about because the art that the, the the people would make when they were on absinthe so it was <laughs> and so stuff I bought a big ass bottle of absinthe because they only had one size. It was the, is a wine bottle size. I bought this like at the beginning of when I started mixing the conservation cocktails. And, um, I actually have a couple cocktails that I made, like I made a whiskey sour, but with absinthe, like light absinthe and like something else in it. And it was so good. And I'm not, a, I don't usually like black licorice. Like it's very it's so rare occasion. Spicy. But oh, so good. But with like, I think it had like lemon and like a sugar cube and champagne. Oh, so good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh, maybe. maybe. Oh, no, I did pick out the co the cocktail for next week. So Amber, it is one that you've had before. It's um, it's going to be ginger beer on top. I'm so, oh, and, and lemon. You'll need another lemon. <laughs> I'm not the biggest ginger beer gal, so we'll see how this Or goes. ginger ale, whatever. Ginger beer makes everything, like, harder to drink. Ginger ale. Then go with ginger ale. Huh? Yeah. Then go, yeah. ginger ale, ginger beer, one, one or the other, doesn't really matter. Okay. You just want that gingery flavor in there. Okay. That's good to know. So, anyway, that's next week. So, what was I saying? <laughs> wow i'm really out of it okay okay so, so we made our drink it tastes very fallish and then it's funny because like those three little i don't know what you call it a bitters like mm -hmm. it's got a huge taste in the drink you know mm -hmm. not in a bad way it's just yeah. different mm -hmm. 
this is like so like the, the um the whiskey i feel like compared to last week's i didn't have that aftertaste that acetone aftertaste this one definitely has that i feel like an aftertaste that isn't quite as pleasant as the other ones but like this is like smooth now like obviously there's a lot to it but um you don't have that kick at the end that i was kind of bugging me so this is like like i can you know mm-hmm. I can do this I feel like the old fashioned is one of the best cocktails that I've come across so far that will actually complement the whiskey so well, instead of like trying to hide the taste of the whiskey, it like brings it forward and is like, Hey, the whiskey's the star here. And all the other ingredients are like, Hey, I'm just the backup dancers. I'm just like backup vocals, you know, instead of being like, everyone instead of being like the boy band where everyone's front and center it's like this is like where you can opera. barely taste the whiskey yeah it's like an opera with like you know the background or something i don't know that's the visual it's i get with this and coke like you fill it like when you order whiskey and coke it's a shot and then just full of coca-cola or pepsi or whatever so mm. you're you got this tiny little bit but like this is two ounces of whiskey with I mean, you're, there's no like liquid, like there's the bitters and the syrup, but you're not dousing it, you know, or filling it up with liquid, which I feel like you sip on this. It's not like f- as filling as drinking all that like carbonated like beverage that, you know what I mean? Like you, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like garbage after. Mm-hmm. You're right. I didn't even think about it being like just the whiskey and like the maple syrup in here filling up my whole drink glass like I must have a lot of ice in mine or something but I'm like man that's a whole drink <laughs> yeah, yeah and you're oh. not getting like all that extra like I always feel like my stomach's like full and like just ugh after but this is like but you would sip this like I feel like mm-hmm. a, uh, like a uh, whiskey and coke like I would like drink that like I would try to like suck it down because it's so much but this I would just like drink it slower and like enjoy it I don't know and the, and the taste like it's there's a lot of taste and different think, things in it. I think what she said is like perfect as far as like what whiskey is meant to be. Like, mm-hmm. like a vibe. I don't know if you think yeah. about it. You said it perfectly. Like I like to just, I would want to just sip on this and like drink it slow and like hang out. And it's like this whole vibe, you know, versus just like shooting back a cocktail that's like all, you know, juice or Coke or something. So yeah. I definitely think whiskey's like, whole vibe yeah very sexy yes Mm -hmm. yes you ready for a reveal Mm, mm -mm. already i know yeah i need to drink some we i i've been booking through stuff well because i have got the history stuff coming up and i wanted to have like that going on envelope three number three all right go for it the suspense. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to pull it out and just do this. And do this again. Four roses. Oh, sorry. Did I ruin it, Amber? No, I'm going to put music to it. <laughs> I can't open you it. You have the best Instagram. Oh my God, you have the best Instagram. I'm jealous. I know. I'm just going to let her do it all. I know. She's so bad. No, I'm terrible at it. Oh, I lost my sticker. Four roses. Okay, so I've I've 
Um, Four roses. Wait, is this what dad drinks? Yes. <laughs> that's in my notes. That is my first note on this one is that it is Four Roses, the small batch. Wow. So there's a bunch of different ones. So the small batch is dad, my stepdad. I, I'm, I'm going to start calling him my bonus dad because stepdad feels like demeaning, but he's my bonus dad. He's amazing. Um, so it is my bonus dad's favorite daily sipper. He'd been telling me for months to buy a bottle of it. And so I bought like the single barrel first. And he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say single barrel. I said the small batch <laughs> and the single barrel is amazing as well. But he's right. The small batch is just so good. It's, it's nice and sweet and it's very affordable. Um, I bought a bottle I, cause I saved all my receipts. I bought this bottle at my local liquor, liquor store for $38.99 the other day. And nice. I bought it previously at total wine. I think it was about $36. So, I mean, you can, there's some, some wiggle room in how much you can find it where, where you get it. But yeah, I feel like this is, it is a bourbon um, from Kentucky. It is 45% alcohol by volume. So that makes it 90 proof. And it's the same 750 milliliter bottle size. And yeah, I just, I think it's a great beginner bourbon. Um, it's just, it's super easy, very easy to find. It's not going to break the bank. Um, so yeah, this one makes me happy. I love it. Four roses. So it's so hard to think about like last week, but like the aftertaste, like, mm -hmm. is this one like to just compare, I guess, like how much is this one for a bottle? Did I miss that? Um, I think last week was about the same, maybe a little bit cheaper. It was roughly in the same ballpark. I feel like those two are pretty comparable. Oh yeah. It says $32.99 you said from last week. Yeah. And those prices are very variable. I mean, you can, yeah. especially right now with like literally everybody is getting into like whiskey right now. And so prices for the normal, really good stuff that was normally very uh, evenly priced across the board. It, there's like, they're just jumping. So yeah. stuff that would have been $20 six months ago is jumping up to like 40, 50, $60 now. It's crazy. So how much was this? This one was 38 99. Okay. Yeah. It seems like a lot of things are selling out fast. I can't believe the yeah. brand was so expensive. Is it because yeah. of the friends? Probably. I mean, because all of this stuff is made locally. And so when you have alcohol made overseas, you have different import tax and everything that you have to pay. Plus the cost of shipping on liquid is heavy. You have to have it all shipped over here. And mm -hmm. I, I believe she has it all bottled in France as well. So she's paying for the shipping of not just barrels being shipped over, but like bottle the glass and all that as well uh, so it's gonna get pricey I, I mean that makes sense yeah so ready for our history section yes yeah. ma'am sweet so today we're gonna learn very 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 rough basic the difference between wow. whiskey bourbon and scotch yay what do you want to start with whiskey. whiskey so from what i understand all three are technically whiskey but the defining factors between the three are pretty regional. So whiskey is kind of like a catch-all name. And you'll notice that some places spell whiskey with an E and some places spell whiskey without the E. I was wondering and why. There's this like kind of folklorish tradition that says that... Folklorish. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's one of those like the story has been going around since like forever but there's no like legit like it's not been written down you can't trace it back to any single place 
but everyone had always says that basically whiskey without the E is how the Scots write it. And the Irish and Americans didn't want to associate what they were making with what the Scots were making, even though it was basically the same idea, same general process, but they felt for whatever reason that the Scottish whiskey was subpar and they thought what they were doing was better. So they wanted to kind of separate them out. And they thought by adding that E in there would differentiate what the Irish and the Americans were making versus what the Scottish were making. Really? So who knows how true or if it's true at all about that story, but it's kind of like a fun, like I said, folklorish type of story. Right. Um, that. Like this isn't whiskey, this is whiskey. <laughs> that makes it sound whiskey. <laughs> right. Which one um, did it say that the Scottish had is the one without the E? Without the E, correct. Yeah. So whiskey, you have Irish whiskey and the North American whiskeys and pretty much anything that's whiskey that's not Scottish. Um, so any of the French or they apparently are making all over the world, like there's some distilleries in Taiwan that are making whiskey and, you know, everywhere. So um, you have Irish whiskey, which, pull my notes up. So you have Irish whiskey, which basically, very generally speaking, we're just going to do like a, a top level look at to what each of these are. Um, Irish whiskey has to make, be made in a copper pot still. So the the copper pots that you see in like those old cartoony movies where they're making alcohol, you know, it's yeah. very pointy, whatever. And then it has to be matured uh, for a minimum of three years. It has to be bottled at a minimum 40% ABV. And it has to be a minimum of 30% malted and 30% unmalted barley. So to the grains that they use. And it has to be made by one single distillery. Mm. And that's what equals Irish whiskey. One distillery? Yeah. So the, like, um, basically the location or the place that it's made. So when you go to um, Sugarlands in Gatlinburg, how they have like all their stills on site right there, that's mm -hmm. one distillery. So the second distillery would be um, like Old Smoky right next to it. So that's the second okay. distillery. So it's only been made by one group okay. it's not been made at two or three or four different like companies or locations nothing's been blended together okay okay so that's that one and then in north america you have more of a breakdown i mean irish whiskeys they have like the single malt whiskey which is like the one one grain blended whiskey which is blending different grains together um single pot still and um i think that might be it or close to it for that one but american north american whiskeys you have a couple different um options so we have five main recognized types of american whiskeys as far as the u.s government's concerned you have bourbon which is what we're drinking tonight and bourbon is a mandatory minimum of 51% corn as its main grain that it has. Then you have rye, 
a whiskey, which is 51% rye as the minimum. Then you have a wheat whiskey, which is 51%, malted rye, 51% minimum again, and then corn whiskey, which has to be a minimum of 80% corn as the grain that it's distilling or you know, using in the mash and everything. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Okay, so the process for all of those are pretty much the same. I think there's a little bit of um, differentiation between like what kind of barrels you can use, charred versus toasted, and then you get into like very specific categories of all of that. But as like the top tier level of whatever, that's kind of the catch all right there. <laughs> okay, so that's basically whiskey. So whiskey is basically everything that we are going to talk about further, but it, it's kind of the catch-all. Yes. I feel like we should also take note of how we feel when we drink these different ones before we lose track. It. Go for it. Do you want to say that now while we're chatting? Sure. Bren, I felt like very relaxed. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm like, like somebody gave me like a sedative I'm like just so <laughs> and then last week with the uh 1792 I may have gotten just a little loose I, I was <laughs> a little frisky yes I was like I was on like a whole nother level I I ate like two packs of saltines after <laughs> But I was laughing so hard. My husband kicked me out of bed. Like, so I, <laughs> was like, I think it's because too, I love whiskey sours. So I like down that drink and that was very dangerous for me. But like, um, that was a really good cocktail, but I felt like I was, I was ready to go, like go out on the town, like by myself. I was like, woo. <laughs> and then this one, I also feel just like very relaxed. So like this one just makes me feel like cozy and like super relaxed where, I don't know. Anyways, I just thought we should take note of. The yeah, no. So spouses, ladies and gentlemen listening to the podcast, if you want to put your lady or gent in the mood, 1792 is apparently the one to do. <laughs> That's a good plug right there. Our bullets. That was um, I will also say that Uncle Nearest is in that category as well, specifically the 1856. Okay, I, I like a whole like section, like you should make a post about like. We'll make yeah, it into an infographic at the end of each season. Yeah, so yeah, which ones make you horny and which ones make you like sleepy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people need to know that. It's important. Right. It is. It's for research, right? Right. It's purely research and I feel like sales would go through the roof for both. Yes. <laughs> Yes, based on personal experiences, <laughs> which, ones, which ones are which? We did some market research and we found out this is right. We're going to get hit up by all kinds of, of distilleries for- 1792 is like, hey, you want some shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. When you drink 1792, you get lucky 1792 right. times. Right. That's great. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I didn't mean to take away. No, it's good. I agree. I I feel, I don't know, maybe Bren was kind of like, I just kind of chilled out. Yeah, relaxed. 1792. Yeah. Um, I think, again, I was just kind of chill. I was happy, happy, like happy, happy on 1792. On 
I'm on it. When I was on it, I shot it up. Oh <laughs> Straight to the veins. Um, I feel like this one also just makes me feel like comfy. Not, I, I, yeah. I feel like that's different feeling than relaxed. It's just like cozy. Like you just want to snuggle up and yeah. a blanket next to the husband or something and yeah. cuddle and watch sure. some movies or something. Yeah, it makes me want to cuddle four roses. <laughs> <laughs> See, so when you ask for a dozen roses, it should just be a couple bottles of this. There you go. Yeah, I'd much rather. Good. Look at this. Valentine's Day coming up. Right? Amanda, look at this. I know. So just three bottles of four roses is a dozen roses in my book, right? right? I mean, we would wrap the same as a dozen roses. To be honest, it's probably ever Valentine's Day. Oh, I really need to go like bundles of three for that. That'd be really cute if they don't. Yes. I feel like what I need to do this week sometime is go buy three different bottles of four roses and turn it into like a bouquet <laughs> that like, hey here's your dozen roses <laughs> why haven't they thought of that that is genius i'm sure someone's done it we'll have to look around we'll do it i doubt it you come up with a lot of new stuff so we'll see yeah my one girlfriend she said that her um husband bought her for valentine's day one of those um <laughs> those um Oh shit. It's the um like the the bouquet of flowers, but it's um meat. What is it? Like <laughs> I would love that. Flowers. But so, it's it's like geared towards men. Like it's called like a man bouquet, but she loves jerk like beef jerky, so he bought it for her. That's, that's great. I've yeah. never seen that, but it's genius. Um my brother's girlfriend, Sarah. Um couple years ago she made him for his birthday or valentine's day or something like she fried up bacon and like before it got like crispy and hard she twirled it into little roses and put them on like skewers and put like a dozen like bacon roses with teeny tiny little bottles of jack daniel like the little sampler bottles on Aww. the same sticks and like put them in so he had like a bouquet of bacon and jack daniels I mean, that is love it is love yeah <laughs> i love the two of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> you ready for the next one are we doing bourbon or scotch yes. next actually i'm gonna do scotch first just because bourbon is more specific than what i found for scotch but that is okay mm. no amanda it's not okay <laughs> your podcast <laughs> okay i'm making another one because i'm already done so it's so good i'm drinking I'm i also got in trouble last week well you know I apologize that future bottles are like half size of what you get now. So I'm glad. Yeah. Not, not really. It's all good. Cause I don't drink all of it. I like, I have this much gone. So I still have plenty. I'm just going to pour some whiskey right on top of my orange. Cause oh, shit. I that's how that. I run. You're um, way more than I am. Yeah. You're the real deal, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Not yet. No, I just, I don't know what it is, but I love taking like a piece of fresh fruit, like lemon or lime or um, usually like lemon and orange. And I'll take a, like a, a slice of each and put them in the bottom of the cup and I'll just muddle those two. And then just pour like a splash of whiskey on top. It's like an ounce and a half, two ounces. And I'll just sip it with that juice in there. So without the sugar. And I love that. Like, I feel like even just having that little bit of citrus in it is really nice. So if you, it's still, you still have that like that whiskey bite, that like spicy bite at the end, but I don't know. Uh, so some of the whiskeys that have like a little bit less 
flavor to them. I particularly like doing that too, but yeah. Hey, quick question. When you order yeah. a old fashion at a restaurant, mm-hmm. how are they making it? Like what's like a standard way they make it? Simple syrup instead of maple, I'm sure. It depends on where you're getting it ordered. Most cocktail bars or restaurants will have like their own version of an old fashioned. If you just ordered, hey, I want an old fashioned, you're probably just going to get the simple syrup, the bitters, the cherry, the orange, maybe a lemon peel and the whiskey. Um, That's pretty straightforward. Um, But some other places they'll have like smoked old fashions, which are really big right now, where you actually get like this um, oak plank and you burn it and you, it smokes and you put your cup upside down on it. I really want to get one so bad. And you smoke the inside of the cup and then you put your cocktail in there and you drink it. And so you get that smoke on the inside of your glass with the whiskey. And it's supposed to be really nice. They have, um, I think they're called like the whiskey, like the smoked hats or something like that. I'll have to look it up. But um, where you just put it on the glass and it pumps the smoke down while you're making it. But well, the next time I go to a restaurant, like a nice restaurant, I'm going to order one. I'll take pictures of it. This is, this is going to last me for the rest of my life. Yeah, so just keep it in the fridge and it lasts for like forever. But yeah, do I, just so you, you do have to refrigerate this? I, I put mine in the fridge. Okay. I should say on the front somewhere. I think mine does. I think mine says keep refrigerated. You can make your own bitters. Like I've made my own. Hmm. It's pretty easy. You just get, let me tell you how easy this is. You take whatever bitter agent that you want. So um, like orange peel or grapefruit peel or um, spices that are really bitter, like clove or whatever, walnut, and you put it in a mason jar and then you cover it with like the most plain tasting liquor you can find. I mean, you could do bourbon, you can make it that way, or most people just use like Everclear, so vodka, and then just leave it there. And then every day, just shake it for two weeks or however long you want to leave it steeping in there. And so all the oils from whatever it was you left in there get pulled out into the vodka. And then you just use that as the bitters. And so I made some grapefruit bitters that were actually really good. I made, I used those in a Paloma and that like, um, spicy Paloma was it the Greyhound or something. It was really good. It's gluten free. Hey. Hey. <laughs> there is a picture of a pregnant lady and there's a no sign so i think because yep. there's alcohol in it mm-hmm. yeah fascinating oh yeah 44 percent alcohol by volume crazy okay so i'm gonna go back to our little history thing for a second so it says the most common grains used to make whiskey include corn barley rye and wheat which i think i said that already and then we have scotch whiskey or scotch is mainly made from malted barley so to get the name of scotch, it has to be made in Scotland. You can't have scotch made anywhere else. It can okay. be made with the exact same processes, use all the exact same ingredients, but it, it won't, you cannot call it scotch. It's the same with champagne. Champagne has to be made in the champagne region in France. Anywhere else that champagne is made, it has to be called sparkling wine. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm teaching you all kinds of stuff tonight. I like that. Okay, so 
Um, so there's two different main types of scotch. There's single malt and single grain. And the okay. single malt scotch whiskey is made from only water and malted barley at a single distillery. So just one locale, not multiples. And then a single grain scotch whiskey is made at a single distillery, but can contain other whole grains like um, malted or unmalted like cereals or you know, whatever, barley and all that other jazz. So scotch must be aged for a minimum of three years in oak containers. And then once it's done maturing for those three years or more, the, um, the scotch is distilled and bottled at a minimum of 40% ABV or 80 proof. So the lowest scotch you can get is 80 proof. And then lastly, we have bourbon. Oh, you can also get blended scotches as well. And so you're just taking different um, scotches made from different, it's not like taking like two brands of scotch and mixing them together. It's like mixing a scotch made of like this main grain and then they made another scotch of this main grain and then they're blending those together to get a more even keel flavor. So you're not getting that like big peaty flavor from this one and whatever. So you can get that as well. All right, so bourbon, the rule for bourbon to be called bourbon on the label 100% has to be made in America, has oh. to be 51% corn. And the cool thing about bourbon is like, it is, it's the only spirit that I know of that I can think of. And I, and I read this earlier, but I don't, I, I don't remember checking when that was written, but it is the only spirit that is American. Like it is ours. So we- Americans created this process and really developed it further. And um, so it's kind of like our baby. And so it's bourbon is to America what scotch is to Scotland. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So it has to be made in America. A lot of people will tell you that it has to be made in Kentucky, but per U.S. regulations, that's not true. It can be made anywhere as long as it's made in the U.S., can't be made in Canada, can't be made anywhere else. Has to be made inside the hmm. U.S. And um, it, uh, people will fight you on whether or not it, it, it is a Kentucky only thing. And for a long time, I was like, no, bourbon is only made in Kentucky, but I've kind of moved more into the, okay, I can see how some really good bourbons are being made in other places. So we're, we're gonna go with that. Yeah. 51% corn minimum for the grains and then the rest of the mash bill. So the, the recipe that they use, the, uh, I, the percentages they use of the grains to um, make that cooked mash that we were talking about last week, 51% of it has to be corn. It has to be stored in a new charred oak cask. So um, I believe it has to be a North American oak and it has to be brand new. It can't have been used prior for anything else. So it okay. has to be aged in that. So if you want to get more into those like flavored whiskeys and stuff, it's going to turn into a whiskey. So like if you, um, the first episode, we talked about how you can get 
whiskeys that are finished in like a port cask or a Merlot cask or any of these other things. Once you take the bourbon and you put it into another cask that had something else in it prior to it, it turns, it goes to whiskey. It can't be called bourbon anymore. Really? As far as I know, that is, that's, that's the deal. So when it's distilled, so when it comes off that copper pot, it has to be no more than 80% alcohol by volume. So that's 160 proof. That's the highest it can be. And then when it's bottled, it has to be bottled at a minimum of 40% ABV. So that's 80 proof. So you won't get a bourbon that's lower than 80 proof. There's no specific aging time in the barrel. So you can put the whiskey or you can put the bourbon in a barrel and then take it out of the barrel after an hour. And now you can still call it bourbon. It just, it made its way into the new oak. However, most of them I want to say are aging at least like two and three years. Cause that's where you start getting the flavors. Cause almost all the flavor, those really good flavors of the, of the bourbon is coming from the barrels. It's coming from the casket. That's where it's getting that vanilla. That's where it's getting the honey and the oak and the caramel, all that flavor is coming from being inside that charred oak. And then a fun fact that I learned was 95% of the world's bourbon, the world's bourbon comes from Kentucky. 95%. Um, 95%. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I feel like I hear, I always hear Kentucky bourbon. I don't well, know. I hear <laughs> just bourbon. I hear Kentucky bourbon. That's Kentucky like bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the jam. Four, so was Four Roses made in Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, it says Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey crafted from four select bourbons. Ah, okay. Mm. So is um, it a blend? I'm assuming so. Look it up. Hmm. Interesting. See, look at me with my knowledge. Is it a question to ask? Yeah, you know, just gonna sip on this some more. I know it's so good because I, I I was like killing it with the cocktails that were very sweet before, like before I started moving into the on ice, and then now that I'm into the on ice phase, like putting the sugar in it, it almost like takes away a lot of flavor that I'm getting from it. So I still enjoy the old fashions. You'll get there. So I'm still enjoying like the flavors and everything in the old fashioned. But once I'm like, I'll usually make like a very small one. And then um, like if I do the cocktail at all, and then I'll just add like, again, like the fruit with just the booze on top of it. And just that natural sugar from the orange coming out is just, it's like the perfect amount of like sweetness to add. So would this be called, would this be considered like savory or no? No, this one is more sweet. Okay. I was going to do something a little bit more savory, but I might save that for one of the other sweeter whiskeys that we have coming. What would, def- what would be like more savory? Cause I feel like this is. <laughs> so for the savories, I'm thinking more of like the herbal side of things. So um, okay. I have a recipe that is basically um, what you do is you take a couple basil leaves, like fresh basil leaves, like three or four of them, and you put them in there and you muddle that with the simple syrup and then put the whiskey on top of that with the ice and stir it. And it's so good. Or okay. if you like cilantro, I don't think Amber likes cilantro. I mean, no? oh, you don't like it either. 
Okay, so we'll nix that one. That one's also really good. When I when I make the um, when I was doing the conservation cocktails, that was one of the first uh, ones that I was like so proud of because I called it the surfactant. Because in conservation, surfactant is like another name for like the the layman terms would be like soap. And so I I named that particular one surfactant because a lot of people will say that cilantro to them tastes like soap, like they're eating soap. And so I thought naming i i thought it was clever whatever it is i heard there's some genetic thing about cilantro either you love it or hate it and it's some it has to do with like your genetics so i always hated it but i have this weird thing where if i hate a certain food or a drink or anything i make it my goal to not hate it so i don't have to love it but i have to I, i don't like not liking something and i i attribute that to like my mom never letting us get away from the table without eating dinner whether or not we liked it or not <laughs> yes i do that too yeah yeah so i'll eat I, pizza now with cilantro in it mm. but it's gotta be like you know chopped up in there mm-hmm. i like i definitely liked it in the cocktail and but i think the basil one is a lot better than um with the cilantro anyway but the cilantro is definitely a really cool like take on it so you can do that with any like because when i had the garden at the old house and we haven't had a chance to grow anything here yet but i had fresh cilantro and fresh basil and um pineapple uh sage and so taking the sage and muddling a couple of those leaves with the simple syrup and putting the whiskey on top was so good. So you got that like light citrusy like flavor. And there's just something about fresh sage that is out of this world. So good. But yeah. So I found a bunch of like women in whiskey. And like the more I look into it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, we're it went women are like all over the fucking place in whiskey, but they're just not <laughs> as like visible as the men in the company are because it's been so stereo stereotypically men doing whiskey for so long but there are a ton of women in whiskey and it just it blew my mind and so this company they're doing some really cool stuff with like different grains so they're making whiskey but with different interesting grains so this particular one that I was looking at is made out of millet which is like an ancient grain yeah and so it's like a lot more sustainable and easy to grow because you don't it doesn't need as much like water and like maintenance as a lot of the other grains that you grow and it has like a longer shelf life and stuff like that as far as the grain itself and so it's just a really cool like sustainable option but another thing I was looking into is like all right so I see a lot of women and I see obviously a lot of men but I was wondering if there's any like LGBTQ type um, distilleries out there. So I found none of those yet. I'm still looking. Um, but there's also a lot of, um, people of color coming to the table with some really amazing stuff. So I posted, I don't know if you saw the post about the, um, oh shit, I'm gonna lose the name. The Saint, I'm gonna have to look it up so I don't butcher it. They basically have a, she did. The girl that we were talking about, what's her name? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, Fawn Weaver. She, Fawn, she, yeah. yeah, she does, um, uncle nearest and her story is really, really cool. And we may or may not have a bottle of that coming sometime in the future. So don't okay. worry. I, yeah, I have heard so much about uncle nearest. So I need, I need to try this. So uncle nearest 1856 is my jam. That is my bottle right now. It is my absolute number one favorite whiskey hands down no contest the 1856 uncle nearest i will fight somebody for it 
any day. I don't know. It's just fucking amazing. And I want to have Fawn Weaver on when we do that episode. So they have um, three bottles, three expressions out right now. Oh my God. I will, I, I'll, I, you guys might need to jump in because I'll probably be sitting here like starstruck uh, to be completely honest. But she like commented, like she like, yeah, she was like, yes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, because you told me, like, you told me a little bit about the distillery. I mean, not to to go off on a tangent, but um, you were telling me a little bit about the history of it. And I just love, like, I love the stories and the history. So that's one that is like stuck out to me. Like, Secretly, I'm hoping that one of these bottles, I'm going to open it up. It's going to be Uncle Miris. So. It will. Eventually. I, I won't tell you what season it's in, and I won't tell you what bottle it's in, but it is coming. Don't you worry. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't get out of um, doing this. So the other bottle that I was telling you about, and it's one that I just found last week, and I found it on that app that I was telling you about. and um, Or maybe, no, I found it on the Total Wine app out of all places. I just typed in bourbon and I was just scrolling through to see what they had in stock. And they had um, this brand called St. Liberty, um, St. Liberty Distillery, I guess. And they have currently three expressions out and each expression is named after a woman bootlegger. And it's um, their recipe that they used for the whiskey or whatever and they barrel it and this one was like it kind of blew my mind when I tasted it I took the first like smell and the sip and I was like "Ooh, I don't think I'm gonna like this at all because it took me off guard and it was like very like molassesy smelling and then I started drinking it in the first couple sips I was like mm, I'm not sure but I'm gonna give it a go and like the the more sips I took the more like it just kept hitting like it ju- every sip it was it was like Willy Wonka and like the never-ending gobstopper or um, <laughs> what was that gum that they choose where uh, chew where um you chew it and it's one flavor and then you keep chewing it yes. a minute later it's a different flavor that's what I, it, this one flipping blew my mind it was crazy um but yeah it was a really cool story but so there's that there's a couple other um, distilleries out there that are really getting into bringing back old recipes and bringing more of like the family recipes back into production. And it, I just mm-hmm. think that's so cool. I love mm-hmm. that. I agree. So, woo, it's going to be good. So I found the other thing that we were looking for, the Four Roses small batch, um, aged a minimum of six to seven years. So this wow. has been in a barrel for six to seven years on average. That's my child's life. And it is. That's crazy. Right. That's my whole child's like lifetime right now. It's crazy. So this one, the way they have it is it's broken up by, they have different, um, they have 10 recipes. So they have like mash bill B, which is one through five. And that's 60% corn, 35% rye, 5% malted barley. And then they have mash bill E, which is 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. And then also um, one in six are yeast Y, which gives delicate fruit flavors. Two and seven are yeast K, which is slight spice. Three and eight are yeast O, which is rich fruit. Four and nine are yeast Q, which is a floral essence. And yeast F is herbal notes. And so when you go down into all the different whiskeys um that they produce 
here, it gives you what it is. So four rows is small batch. It says two, three, seven, and eight. Mm, so you're gonna get a mystery because I can't figure this out. I may be too many cocktails <laughs> in to get this one. Anyway, so those are the 10 flavors that you could get in there. So it's gonna mm. be slight spice, rich fruit, and then the mix up of the Mashville B and Mashville E. So that's pretty interesting. So are any of the cocktails that we do gonna have like chocolate? I've not had any with chocolate in it. Oh. When I looked up uh, Uncle Nearest, they had like a coffee cocktail on their website. And I was like, mm. so I do for one of the recipes, we're gonna make an old fashioned with sugar cubes. Um, but I'm going to be sending you the sugar cubes because I made them. I DIY'd that bitch. Um, of you, you made sugar cubes? I did because I wanted to experiment because I had this idea and I was like, I wonder if this will work. And it did. And I'm really impressed with myself. <laughs> so basically what I did, that sounds so I mean, pompous. I'm going to go with it. So it's so much easier than, than I thought it was. I thought I failed miserably, but I just didn't give them enough time to dry. So you just need to let sugar cubes dry for a long time before you try and take them out of the mold. Um, so I have one of those like crushed ice molds and it's just itty bitty teeny tiny squares. So like a centimeter by a centimeter. And, um, I was like, I wonder if I could take Campari, which is like a grapefruity type flavor and infuse coffee in it. So what I did is I just made a cold brew, but with Campari instead of water. And I just used oh. Starbucks espresso roast because I wanted to get high, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And so I made a cold brew <laughs> out of Campari and Starbucks coffee, and it is strong as fuck. <laughs> and um, it's really, really strong. Um, so I mixed a couple drops of that with just plain, like granulated white sugar until it got like wet, damp, wet. And then I put them in that silicone mold and then just covered it like, excuse me. And then I covered it lightly so it would air out and dry. And then once all the moisture was out, you just pop them out of the silicone mold and you have sugar cubes. Wow. And I made an old fashioned with those and you get that like grapefruit and coffee, like just it, you can't taste the coffee. It doesn't taste like you're sipping coffee, but it's like, it has like that hint. It's That's almost weird. like using the bitters. Oh my God. It was so good. So good. It'll be in your next box because that's the cocktail we're going to make for cocktail number five. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I love coffee. Like anything you can add coffee to, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So I might need to make some more, but um, yeah, that's what's going to be. That's what's going to be in that box. So buckle up. All right. So that's all I got. Do you ladies have anything that you want to share or thoughts about the, our bourbon today? Favorite things, things you hated? Ooh, wait. So I always leave a little bit left in my glass now since that last episode and I just smelt it and I got like cereal. Oh, I, Lucky I charms. I smell tobacco. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I mean, it's I have like a quarter ounce in my cup still. In my I don't can. have really anything, but I have like a little tobacco taste. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got the Lucky Charms and then as I went in to take a sip and my nose was like in the glass, then I got like tobacco. That's like, know, a, not, like a really nice cigar. I'm not, I'm not trying to be crazy. Like I, I honestly smell tobacco, but it's, I don't have, I, I took my, cause I had a lot of water in mine 
I, I just like kind of dumped it in my old fashioned. So, but it's just like the remnants left. Mm -hmm. Cereal and Cereal like nice cigars. Mm. Um, I would say what I did, did not like about it was I feel like I got more acetone, like smell and taste um, than the other two. Like, like that's fair. Like it lingered and it just like it was a really I don't know the right word, like if it was sharp, it was pungent, but it would like burned for a lot longer. And I did not like that about it, but it did go really well in the old fashioned. And I like that there was like hints of vanilla in it when you drank it neat and stuff. I do like that. So you like um, the more vanilla y flavors? Yeah. When I could Okay, good. So I think you're definitely going to start leaning more towards the bourbons just from like your thoughts and comparisons on the three that we've had so far. I, th I think two and three were actually bourbons, right? Was small batch of bourbon? I don't know. I think it was. Let me double check that. Um, but what I was saying is I, I think you'll probably start off liking and preferring more of the bourbons than the whiskeys or the scotches. And the scotches are going to be really hit or miss for you guys once we start getting into those a little bit because they're a lot different um they're they're very smooth but they have that peaty smell to it and i don't know how you guys are going to react to that so when and i'm not telling you which bottle it is but when we get to the first scotch it's a blended scotch and so it's a little less like in your face peat but then the second bottle that we have because we have two bottles of scotches in our rotation for season one so the second one is definitely going to be more like peat forward and you'll know it the second it hits your nose you'll be like mm, scotch yep for sure like you won't have to know anything about scotch and you'll be like mm, this is scotch this is this is not like what we've tasted before so i'm really interested for your opinion yeah 1792 was a bourbon as well that's what i thought it's like i, I was pretty sure it was but i didn't want to say that and then <laughs> be super right. um so yeah i think Amber, you're probably going to do the same thing that I did where you're going to be like, oh yeah, the whiskey was cool. The scotch was, Ew, and, and lean definitely more towards bourbons. And then you'll probably pick up more on the scotches and the whiskeys. And so this, for, as far as the scotches are, are concerned, you'll probably really enjoy the scotch, but not the peated scotch. So not the stuff that's like really in your face, peaty tasting. What does peaty mean? So that's that smell I was telling you about, like that campfire, but it's okay. it's unlike anything else that you've ever smelled. Okay. I wonder if I can, I know that at one point I was able to buy teeny tiny little sample packages of peat. Hmm. And I wonder if I can do that again. I'll have to look into that and see. And then if I can, I will send it to you so you can smell it so you know what that smell is. All right. Any final thoughts, things you want to say, things you like, didn't like, things you're hoping to see, cocktails you are hoping to drink? Cocktails, I would love to try an old fashioned with the egg white. I want to make Ooh, one of whiskey sour with an egg white. Oh, whiskey sour. Sorry. I thought it was old fashioned. Got it all backwards. No, it's usually the sours that you do that with. Really? It has to be a shaken cocktail. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Is it a raw egg white? Yep. Mm hmm. It just makes it really, I got it at the, Ugh, it's so place. good. There's a place in Knoxville where it's like a old, help me out with the red light. You have to have like a password to get it. Like the speakeasy. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I can't think of it, but I went three years ago and got one. I got a whiskey sour and um, when it came to me, it was so beautiful. And it had like the, 
frothy, not even froth. It was like silk on top. It was so mm -hmm. amazing. That Anyways. one you need to have a lot of arm strength to do. So um, get your arm. What's that? What was that thing? The shake arm weight. shaker, the shake <laughs> weight. Mm -hmm. I have a different name for it and I won't, I won't say it on the podcast <laughs> while I'm eating my whiskey infused orange slice. Oh, I did that already. It's so good. But no, I think I just want to make one of those and that's about it. Awesome. I, I think like out of like, cause obviously I haven't had many whiskeys, but out, out of the three, this drinking it neat, this wasn't my favorite, but putting it in an old fashioned completely changed, um, like the, the whole part, like just everything about it. And I think I trust that you chose this whiskey as like a good, um, addition to an old fashioned. And I can see this hundred percent, um, as an old fashioned, like now. Yeah. I'm feeling so validated. My ego this big. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like fascinated by flavors. And I think it's the same reason why I like wine and the same reason why I like cooking so much is like you learn the base flavors of things and then the world is your oyster. Like you have all kinds of options. You can mix an unlimited amount of things together and create something new that nobody else has had, you know, and just the idea of that is just really cool. Mm -hmm. So I love it. So good. I'm still sipping on this second one I made. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Maribeth? I'm good. I'm like almost done. Oh, I, I killed it. I'm done. Oh, I didn't kill this one. Mm. Man, I love whiskey. Delicious. All right. Well, if that's it, then I'm done. That's all I got. And um, yeah, thank you, ladies. I always enjoy doing this. Thank you for the whiskey. Ah. That was really good. And I didn't know how to make an old fashioned. So now I do. Now you do. Oh, you're going to be a professional bartender by the end of this. I know. Great. I love that. That's part of the excitement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hands down the best, like my favorite drink ever. Yeah. Like the whiskey sour. So good. Yes. Old fashioned, just a touch better. Like another I, will say, I love a whiskey sour. This one just, if I ordered this one at a restaurant though, I'd feel a little bit more BA. And people yes. at restaurants, when they make whiskey sours, it doesn't taste as good as the one that you taught us how to make. Cause it's like, they're using like some weird stuff in it. I really want to bartender. Like, are you modeling that shit? Come on, let's go. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need to watch the bar. Can you just have him make it at the table, please? You let's best be modeling this. <laughs> this was amazing. Good. Yeah, really good. Well, I'm glad. Well, I hope I get to teach you guys a lot more cocktails. So we still have a bunch of very traditional um, cocktails coming. Thank oh, you so yeah. much for another great week. And I will see you in a week. And that's it for Four Roses today. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Become a patron to help us buy even more amazing fun bottles of whiskey to try. Send in corrections, ideas, or whiskey news through email, the above social media accounts, or by voice message on anchor.fm. All the links will be in the show notes below. We might even include it on the next episode. Rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. It helps us be a little bit more seen and get our name out there. And lastly, please drink responsibly. Until next time, this has been Blind Drams. Go forth and share the whiskey.